Good afternoon, Brick Hopton. Yes, I'm a little bit late today. Seems like every time I travel, I get a scratchy throat or some kind of mild bug. Ross and I traveled to Camden Town this past week for a few nights in order to stretch our legs and get out of the cold north of England. The thing is, in last week's case, there was also the cold south of England. It was practically freezing the entire weekend, and I realized I was not fit for the weather. But we saw a lot of pretty lights and decorations and had a couple of nice meals. Nice meaning tasty, not expensive. I'm a podcaster. She's a nurse. We do things on a budget, which, by the way, if you're ever looking to stay in Camden Town, which, as I understand it, is generally a fairly expensive place, you should look into the Vernon House on Regent's Park Road, right next to the zoo and the park. I think we did three nights for less than 300 pounds. Skip those hotels when you can. Booking.com, while not a sponsor, obviously, this is not a travel podcast, is perhaps the most money-saving accommodation booking tool on the internet, and I'm very thankful for it. Anyway, none of that has to do with stoicism. I was just wanting to fill you in on the goings-on of my life and apologize for being late today. In this episode, we'll delve into Meditation 26 from Book 5, which begins with the line, See that the governing and sovereign part of your soul is undiverted by the smooth or broken movement in the flesh, and let it not blend therewith, but circumscribe itself, and limit those affections within the bodily parts. There's more to this meditation, and we'll hear the whole thing in a moment, but first, a few thank yous to new patrons. Thank you to Courtney Francine, Arthur Herr, and Scott Graham. The Practical Stoicism Podcast is going to continue no matter what, but when you decide to support it, in exchange for an ad-free version of it and a couple of other perks, it enables me to spend more time on the podcast. Three episodes a week instead of just one 10-minute episode on Sundays, for example, which is how this podcast started back in January of 2022. Now, nearly five and a half million downloads later, which is crazy. I mean, what the actual heck? That is nuts. There's a 1,000-person strong Discord community, three episodes a week when I'm not sick, the Stoic Advent Calendar on Instagram, which you should be checking out if you're not following me there, at StoicismPod on Instagram, two blogs, and all sorts of other stuff. That's partially because of patron support. So if you're not already a patron, consider becoming one. Now, a couple of ads, and then we will dive into Meditations 526. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Factor. Eating easy is rarely healthy, but with Factor, the marriage of ease and health has finally happened. Ring those bells and throw that rice. Factor is a meal delivery service providing never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals that are ready to go in just two minutes and are delivered straight to your doorstep. This includes restaurant-quality meals for every meal of the day and, if you want, even snacks and beverages as well. I used Factor for years and raved to my friends about how not a single meal tasted bad, which was an astounding feat since all the meals were healthy and could be tailor-made to whatever diet initiative I was trying to keep up with, like veganism, vegetarianism, paleo, low-carb, whatever. Now, get ready to hear the number 50 way more than you thought you'd hear it today because listeners of the Practical Stoicism podcast should head over to factormeals.com forward slash practical 50, that's practical 50, and use the code 
PRACTICAL50 at checkout to get 50% off. That's code PRACTICAL50 at factormeals.com forward slash PRACTICAL50 to get 50% off. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat, which is when it works the best, and I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25 practical. Prakaptan, welcome back from the dusty wasteland that is the bog of eternal commercialization. I trust you're still breathing and you didn't get anything on you. Today is Meditation 526 and here is the full text. See that the governing and sovereign part of your soul is undiverted by the smooth or broken movement in the flesh, and let it not blend therewith but circumscribe itself, and limit those affections within the bodily parts. But when they are diffused into the understanding by dint of that other sympathy, as needs must be in a united system, then you must not try to resist the sensation, which is natural. Yet the governing part must not of itself add to the affection, the judgment that it is either good or bad. I'm not exactly sure on this one, but I think Marcus is talking about not letting afflictions of the body, such as wounds, sickness, or pain, or maybe the feeling of, for example, your blood boiling when you're upset with somebody, overwhelm his rational faculties. Again, limit those affections within the bodily parts, but when they are diffused into the understanding by dint of that other sympathy, as needs must be in a united system, then you must not try to resist the sensation, which is natural. So if someone kicks you in the unmentionables, or to include all genders of the audience, gives you a purple nurple, you shouldn't try to resist the expression of pain, or maybe even anger, for both pain and anger are natural phenomenon within the mind and body of human beings. But then there's the part that says... Yet the governing part must not of itself add to the affection the judgment that it is either good or bad. So grab your nippies and scream, but don't assent to the impression that this thing is good or bad. And you know, some of you might like twisted nippies, I don't know. I'm just covering all my bases here. But how possible is this? I think it depends on the amount of time Marcus is ascribing to himself in this example, and to the severity of the pain. 
is he saying don't assent to the impression that Johnny is a massive jerk-faced ding-dong for twisting your nips at all? Or don't stay assented to that impression for long? For the sage, obviously, the answer is not at all. But for the regular person, for you or me, I think what we're aiming for is to cool off as quick as possible and relinquish the grip we have on our almost certain assent to the idea that Johnny has wronged us. Now, to be very clear, that's not what Marcus is saying to himself in this meditation. I don't think he's giving himself any leeway whatsoever, in fact, but I feel you and I need to be more practical than Marcus, or at least give ourselves a little bit of breathing room. I'll even let you in on a little secret. I have been mad with someone for about two months now. In fact, I cannot even approach this person to discuss why I'm mad, because I'm so flipping mad that every time I try to envision how the conversation might go, I always wind up yelling to myself alone in my house while acting out this supposed conversation. And when I try to put it in an email, eventually the email just goes off the rails and I'm angry writing. And while academically, or maybe I should say intellectually, I understand that this person did nothing to harm me in the stoic sense, I'm still so angry over their behavior and choices that I cannot even broach the subject with this person. And this individual, I think, is completely unaware of any reason I would be upset, which makes it even more frustrating. They're completely unaware that they've done anything wrong, in the non-stoic sense. So here I am, unable to exercise Marcus's advice, and perhaps you've found yourself in a similar position in the past. I haven't, personally, so I'm navigating this for the first time, but I'm sure it's not a unique situation. What will I do? And what should you do when you find yourself in a position like the one I find myself in? The old adage, forgive but don't forget, comes to mind. I've heard it probably a million times. I can forgive you, but I cannot forget what you've done. Well, clearly that's true, right? We can forgive someone, but it's not like their transgressions will be dumped out of our memory, all eternal sunshine of the spotless mind style. But I wonder how much we're actually able to forgive someone when the trespass feels very great, to the extent that not only can we not forget what they've done, but we can't forget the perceived pain that that trespass or transgression caused. Do we have anything else? from the Stoic canon to help us out. We do, and in particular we have Seneca, who said, It is not prudent to deny a pardon to any man without first examining if we stand not in need of it ourselves. Or, to modernize that a bit, a person who lives in a glass house shouldn't throw stones. And of course there's the bit in Stoicism and beyond Stoicism that says no one does wrong willingly, and that wrongdoing is a form of ignorance. And, of course, also the bit that Marcus himself told us about when he said that everyone is really part of the same whole we are, and thus something like an extension of ourselves, and vice versa, and that we should forgive them in their ignorance, same as we would forgive our own lack of sagehood. We're ignorant too, and so is everyone who isn't a sage. So why judge or hold a grudge when someone else does something wrong, since you, yourself, have and will do wrong things too? But practically speaking, sometimes you're just so damn mad you cannot find a way over it. And in that case, 
I don't know what advice I can give other than this, if you're experiencing something similar to me. Put space between you and that other person or situation until you can truly forgive them. Limit your engagement, cut them out, and don't offer an explanation other than, I am upset with you, and I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And if they get upset that you're upset, let them. And if they get impatient, waiting for the time you need to approach them with forgiveness in the front of your mind, then that is their problem, not yours. It certainly wouldn't be stoic, at least I don't feel it would be, to rush to express your feelings in a way that was incomplete, argumentative, or abusive, right? Anger is like a sickness, and when we are sick, we distance ourselves from others because we don't want the sickness to spread to others, and we also don't want to exacerbate our own sickness by exposing, for example, our throats to cold weather, thus making our sore throat worse, or our bronchitis for that matter. And in a perfect world, or in most cases, we don't return to social activities or to work until we're feeling that we're no longer sick. I think this is how we must approach anger in relationships. We can say, I'm angry, and I'm not ready to discuss it. We can discuss other things, but I need to spend some time away from you and this issue, or maybe just from this issue, and I don't want to talk about it until I'm no longer made sick by it, until I have actually forgiven you or moved past it. Now, I don't know if that advice I just gave is entirely stoic, but it's the best advice I can give, and it's the advice I'm presently deploying in my own situation, and I hope that it is helpful advice. Thanks for listening today. If you're angry, consider a break from the thing that is enabling your anger. Give yourself time to process it before you face it down, and I wish you luck in doing so. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care. Thank you.